0: Hey everyone just to let you know at one point during this episode I referred to the term the two sexes and I'm aware that it raises intersex people so I'm I just like to apologize to to that I think with the point that I was making it was more referring to what society's expectations were uh, with the with the two sexes but I do understand that that raises intersex people and I do apologize for that so I just wanted to insert this before the episode so when that bit comes up you'll you're aware obviously that i'm aware of that and obviously if i've caused any any harm to anyone i do apologize so just to know that i'm talking about society's expectations and it was very bad wording for me so yeah sorry about that and i hope apart from that bit that you can enjoy the episode the days this podcast may contain some strong language and adult themes you're listening to the latest episode of the They Exist podcast with me ZZ. I'm 30 years old living in London in the UK and go by they them pronouns. I'm non-binary and proud and this is my podcast. Hey everyone and welcome to the latest episode of They Exist with me ZZ. So it's been three weeks since I've released a podcast so it's quite a long time so I'm sorry about the wait if anyone's been waiting for a podcast if you're listening to this in the future then you're like what wait I've just literally come from the last episode and now I'm here so what are you on about but yeah anyway yeah so it's been three weeks it's been um it's been a tough three weeks I've been I've been working a lot and I've been quite tired and parenting and I just feel a bit I felt a bit drained and um just not literally not had the time to podcast so it's the first time that i'm able to podcast but i know a lot has happened this week i know um we recently had the uh bill versus tavistock case uh come up again and we've also which we'll talk about in this episode and we've also had the equalities minister chat shit um and we've also had the changes in the uk to universal credit uh from the conservative government boris johnson and the increases to national insurance payments uh, for working class people. So there's been a lot going on and there's been so many other things as well. And we, even the last episode, you know, like we had attacks on sex workers with OnlyFans and I didn't really get a chance to talk about it. But yeah, like everything that happened with OnlyFans, like again, people trying to crack down on different communities and often marginalized communities as well. Like all these things like always affect the most marginalized communities and it's just horrendous and there's so much stuff that's been happening and everything that's been happening in afghanistan for the last 20 years like but then obviously what we all saw on the news and what we all saw on social media i don't particularly watch like mainstream news news but like what we hear in the news and see in the news and and everything what was happening in afghanistan It's just, just been so much going on and it's it just seems like, like obviously stuff is always going on and there's always bad stuff happening in the world and there's always bad stuff happening to um people and there's often bad stuff happening to marginalized communities including the trans community so we can't get away from that but just like it's just one thing after another in a moment so we're living in weird times so i just want everyone to know that i'm thinking of you if you're struggling at the moment if you're struggling financially if you're struggling with your mental health if you're struggling with just getting by in life at the moment with this weird situation we're living with with the pandemic if you're struggling with any sort of discrimination like in your workplace if you're dis- if you're struggling because you've got family that you're worried about in a different country like if you're struggling because you just can't catch a break at the moment. Like I'm, I'm thinking of you. And I, if I've missed anybody, I, I've obviously missed a lot of people in that, in that little sentence in that paragraph, sentence thing. But like, yeah, I'm just thinking of everyone that's been affected by things. If you're a sex worker and you, you were affected by everything that happened with OnlyFans, I know they ended up trying to like reverse their decision that, but it did cause a lot of disruption for people, and a lot of people don't trust that platform no more. I'm not a sex worker, so I'm not going to, like, speak about it too much. But, like, if you're a sex worker out there and that has that has caused you a lot of stress... ...or, and a lot of unnecessary stress... um, ...or affected your income in any way, like, negatively... ...like, we've all got to remember that we're all human beings on this earth... ...and we all have to do what we have to do to survive on this earth. And we all do what we want to do in some respects... And we all do what we have to do in some respects. Like it it can be either or. Like, you know, some sometimes sometimes we have to do things to put food on the table. And it's not our fault what we do and there shouldn't be any stigma with what we do. Like I do jobs like for people and other people do jobs for people and that's it that's all there is to it so why there's always like a stigma on sex work like i never understood it personally like as long as it's consensual sex work as in like the person it's their individual choice to do that sex work whether it's out of necessity or whether it's out of wanting to do that line of work obviously like there is um elements to all industries that are um exploitive and immoral and obviously that goes across all workplaces and all types of work so obviously those those people that are affected by being exploited in any way against their will like obviously that's like an issue that needs um needs looking at. but like that's across all industries and i think anyone that's struggling at the moment with um meeting their rent payments uh obviously like a lot of furlough is stopping now or soon um, i didn't get paid furlough because i wasn't i'm self-employed and i wasn't um i wasn't eligible for it so we got um we got some universal credit instead which is enough to survive but it like obviously with cuts coming to that it's going to be hard like and work does get affected by the pandemic and it has been up and down so i'm thinking of anyone else who is struggling and as i know there's a lot of people that may be struggling more than i am as well so and i'm not like at the moment like i've got enough like with my fam, with my with my partner and my child we've got enough but like i know there's other people that haven't so i'm thinking of you and like hopefully hopefully there's some way to make it work and i think it's going to be really tough for a lot of people so i'm thinking of you i i just hope there's a lot of community coming together and help each other and that in these times because it's tough and i think in regards to the equalities minister like Um, anyone that's been affected by those comments like yeah it's very helpful I get it but I think it's the I think the attitude of this government at this point even for as wrong as it is it's not even surprising I think I I almost switch off to this government on what they say because whenever I hear negative things come out of their mouth or bad things coming out of their mouth I'm, I'm I'm never surprised anymore because of the type of government it is and i think that's a bad thing because we shouldn't feel you shouldn't feel like that with everything your government you should feel like there were some things that your government do but you should be able to say oh but yeah but they they're good in this way like this government i find it very hard to to find much good in there to be honest with you i really try but yeah it's yeah it's not great so i like, anyone that's having like anyone that is affecting their mental health like obviously like thinking of you like it's hard times at the moment but we'll get through it as a community as best as we can and we'll get through it so if you're struggling at the moment and you're you're feeling a certain way because of everything that's happening like we will get through this um as best as we can like and what i would say as well and i think i, was, I said it in my last episode as well is that we may see we may start to see uh, more people more refugees coming to the country now like with everything that's happening in the middle east and in different places in the world already you know global warming is affecting is affecting where people live and it's having effects where people can't live where they live wars that often the west actually create or make worse like we're gonna have all like poverty and like and um, lack of resources and famines that happen because of extreme weather like or corruption. Like we we have to accept that when when people come and refugees will come, let's all as a community, let's all accept and embrace these people into where our communities wherever we live because these people often don't have any other choice and they are human like us and they just want a life they just want a life where they're not worried about where the next meal is going to come from they want a life where they're not worried about violence or brutality or um, oppressive governments or war or not knowing (laughs) not knowing whether they're going to be here next week because of Various like situations. You know. Natural disasters. All of these things. So let's all try and be. More. Like extra. Like accepting of people. That are coming. to Into our communities. And that may be coming into our. Com- uh, our communities and country. In the next. You know period of time. Let's all try and be like. Good to those people. I don't even like saying my country. Or our country or like i don't believe in people owning a part of land in that respect of this is my like we are all inhabitants of planet earth and i know that's a very idealistic way to think about things but we should all be sharing resources because we are all humans you know we're not we're not that different to anybody like really like even if we may look different or have different culture or different religions or different um skin colors different ethnicities like all these things like we're not actually as different as we all think so let's all like embrace each other and show a bit of love and compassion anyway i want to get on with this episode i'm going to talk about like a bit about bell versus tavistock i am not an expert but obviously there was an important update um, in the last couple of days when i'm recording this anyway and obviously if things change once i release this episode because i record it a couple of days in advance obviously i'll, I'll update that in maybe a future episode so if anything change or if i give any slightly wrong information just just know that or let flag it out with me or let me know and i can change i can make changes in the next episode and update that information but I'm not an expert in this, I'm not an expert in puberty blockers, but I just think it's good to talk about it as it's a, it's a big thing that's happened the last couple of weeks, um, sorry, last couple of days I should say, and I think it's worthwhile talking about as a, a trans person, as a non-binary person, and I think it's important to talk about within the community and not, not ignore it, so yeah i hope you enjoy the episode just as a little content warning i am talking about belvis Tavistock, and i do talk about um things my experience in some in some ways my experience is about whether how i used to feel about stuff but i do mention stuff about mental health and obviously like gender dysphoria but i don't go into too much detail but if you just if you just want something ultra positive today then I think this has some positivity to it because obviously if you know what's happened with that case then obviously you'll know there is like a positive um, aspect to it but obviously there is um, some negativity attached around why we got there in the first place and why we had to be at this point now so yeah just play it by ear and if it's something that you don't want to listen to today then obviously you can skip to the next episode or go back to a previous episode. But I think it was really important that we talked about it today on the podcast. And I think the original episode that I planned, I will record and release next time. So enjoy the podcast and yeah, enjoy. Hi and welcome to the Lays This Podcast with me, Zizi. In today's episode I just want to mention about what's happened with Bell versus Tavistock. I'm not going to pretend that I'm like an expert on all of the all of the case uh, to do with Bell versus Tavistock, but I just want to like say acknowledge that the the court over overturning the original um ruling that people under 16 cannot access puberty blockers without a judge getting involved and now it's back in the hands of uh, medical professionals i think is is obviously a better outcome for trans kids trans youth and everything so i just want to acknowledge that and say like it never should have been taken away from people to start with and to be honest with you to be honest with you i think if like i'm 30 years old at the moment and i think if I think if I was offered options like this and things were talked about a bit more when I was maybe going through puberty it may have been something that I want that I may have wanted to consider so I think obviously times have changed a bit and you know people people are seeing a lot more of the trans community now than they were maybe 20 years ago Um, and i think that attitudes have shifted trans people are more visible still not visible enough i don't think um in the case of representation in media representation in workplaces and you know there's a you know the fact is that a lot of a lot of trans people still have to or feel like they need to conceal their identity either for safety or for work or for multiple reasons you know because they don't want to be discriminated against so there's some you know some trans people out there that are still living very like lives that are not so not so um visible let's say doesn't make them any less trans but i think the fact that attitudes have changed attitudes have changed like in the last five to ten years attitudes have changed visibility has changed um there's more representation not only um in media but day-to-day life as well you know being trans is not so is not so rare to come across somebody that's trans in your life and obviously we know that like on this podcast we know that trans the trans umbrella includes non-binary people as well so it invites a whole lot more people into the trans community than what people perceived was in the trans community before. So the trans community is a lot bigger than we all think. And I think that um when we look at I done I done a um I done a meme on Instagram the other day and when we look at um what gatekeepers how big gatekeepers think the trans community is. And then actually how big the trans community actually is because i think there's a lot of people that gatekeep people out with the trans community and i think you know having people um having people use the government and the the law and like trying to for something that's that can be like for something that's actually for someone's health and it's not it's not like any other health issue you would not have to go to court to get a health issue resolved you know and when you're trans and you're feeling a level of dysphoria that is so uncomfortable that it affects your mental health you're you're damaging children that could live a life that's a bit less traumatic in in the respect of dysphoria and then and when the adults having to reverse all the changes that puberty gives them you know putting people on puberty blockers pauses the puberty like and if the child decides that they no longer they no longer want to be on puberty blockers and they want to pursue their the puberty um of their assigned gender or birth or whether they want to change to their, their gender, identity that they resonate with you know, it can have a big impact and, you know, we shouldn't we shouldn't forget that trans people are actually people and we're not we're not a monolith. Not everyone feels the same about everything. But I think the opportunity should and not everyone experiences the same things and comes to the same realizations at the same age but i think if there are teenagers and children out there that, that are certain of their of their gender identity and they want to pause to think about things and think about options and just maybe um, have some gender therapy and just like explore their gender their gender and use the resources even though they're they're fairly limited on the nhs still like use the resources that are available if they're if they're able to get into into that system i think i think th- there's so many things that there's so many things that children medical stuff that children have to go through and it's not always it's not always like simplistic like there's children that that have health other health health stuff that that goes on and they have to have medical inf- intervention or they have to take a certain treatment or they have to you know they have to have time to think about certain treatments and the problem is with puberty puberty don't wait don't wait for no one so obviously if you're if you're A then your voice is going to in most cases I know there is some exceptions, but in most cases, your voice is going to break and it's going to get deeper. To change that when you're an adult is medical procedures that are, you know, they're from what I've heard, they're fairly like, yeah, they're they're not easy. One, they're not easy to afford. Two, they're not easy to get like done. And three, they can be f- pretty uncomfortable, I suppose, like because you're you're changing. I'm not somebody that's had that. Obviously, you can hear my voice is still, still fairly deep, but like, and it's not something that I think I would would want anyway. But I know there's people out there that that would, and like, I'm non-binary. I'm not, I'm not an a trans trans woman. Like, you know, so maybe I, th- I probably think about things slightly differently um, in regards to my voice. And you can do vocal training and stuff as well. But like, some people like, you know, they get the op the operation. Um, on their vocal cords and it can be quite uncomfortable the recovery time obviously people, a lot of people find it worth worth it in the end most people I think that have the procedure that are like it it might be uncomfortable but it's worth it in the end but if you can prevent somebody from having to go through that to start with if you can prevent um, if you can prevent somebody from having to or feeling like they have to you know laser off all their facial hair or or somebody that um, from growing breasts, that then they end up having top surgery to remove to remove their breasts. All, all of these things, you know, that can be prevented by just giving children and teenagers a little bit more time to think about things before their body makes these irreversible changes. The idea is not for them to be on puberty blockers for the rest of their life, or for like really long long periods of time, but just like enough enough time to pause and then be able to either continue with what puberty they would have without intervention or to continue with the puberty that matches their gender identity and the way they want to live their life so i think I think it's an important it's an important role in that that it's been overturned i think the i think with medical with medical stuff and with gender dysphoria and with trans healthcare it should not have to go through court and most most other healthcare if not all other healthcare doesn't have to go through court so like there's a lot of like older people i think out there and there is some younger people but there's a lot of older people out there that maybe these these um trans healthcare these trans healthcare subjects they they're kind of looking at it i think from an angle of their generation where where they probably felt like trans people didn't exist or if they did exist it was kind of like they felt a certain way like it was just a very small minority of people like ridiculously small like it didn't even matter and they're obviously seeing the 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 more acceptance there is of um you know trans the trans movement and people that are transgender and people everyone under the trans umbrella the more acceptance there is the more they are taking in this kind of feeling that oh it wasn't like that in my day and they're taking in this feeling that oh it must mean that children are being manipulated into this and, and that and I think i think like anything when society becomes more accepting and more open you're going to get more people coming out whether that's your sexuality whether that is um your gender identity whether it's anything um which is stigmatized by society i think it's the same i think it's the same in some respects with mental health as well when you think about mental health people didn't used to talk about mental health And now it's had more exposure and more of a platform and there's representation of people that have had uh, mental health and i think i think now there's that representation out there people can feel like people can feel like they are able to talk about mental health more than they used to be I i still think there's a long way to go and i think so if you're a cis person listening to this and you're a cis het person you don't understand the whole coming out thing and having to suppress um, feelings and not being able to talk about things not seeing representation feeling stigma around your identity if you've not had to experience that maybe you've experienced mental health and stigma around something like mental health or disabilities and or um, you know things that you that you can things that you can hide or try and hide like there's some there's some things that you can't hide obviously in society that has you know there's there's some people that have stigma attached to them and um stereotypes attached to them and negative connotations attached to them and they can't they can't hide they can't hide that but obviously it's it's sometimes easier to hide a gender identity even if it feels really bad Then, say if you're a person of color or a black person, you can't you can't hide the color of your skin as much. You know, you know what I mean. You can't. I know there's like there's like things like skin bleaching out there and everything and stuff, but you can't you you can't hide away what you look like. You know, so if you if there's stigma attached to that, then you can't you know unfortunately like society is can only is only viewing you a certain way it's not something you can you can um you can get away from and just like keep to yourself whereas i can i kept my gender identity to myself because it's something that's internal and um it's not visible it's not it's not like visibly external unless i choose to express myself in a certain way or like tell people but for anyone that has Something like maybe like a learning disability like I'm dyslexic, but I can hide that I'm dyslexic until certain things but I can get around I can get around that in certain ways I can get around hiding um my dyslexia and there's certain people with invisible disabilities and 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 stuff like that um that that can hide that can hide um maybe the fact or mask the fact um that they may have an invisible disability which isn't great for those people but when people talk about stuff like invisible disabilities mental health when people talk about um learning learning difficulties um such as dyslexia or um or other like neurodivergence that kind of gets um kind of gets ignored in the past um or only focused on certain communities so there's a lot of erasure of um certain people that are neurodiverse from different um communities different marginalized communities are often and i think there's like a focus on certain demographics for certain things so there is like an erasure there but if you somebody that has experienced the feeling of the feeling of not being able to talk about the way you feel or what your experience is then you may get what it's like maybe to be someone part of the LGBTQIA community in some ways where if you don't have representation it feels like you can't talk about stuff and what's happening now Is people are getting more and more confident. To talk about things. And to be honest with themselves. And be honest with their families. And be honest with the people around them. People are getting more and more confident to do it. Because there's more and more representation. But obviously with that. You get a lot of kickback. Because people. You know cis people. Cishet people especially. But it's not just cishet people. There's there's a lot of like. There's a lot of anti-trans people. um, That aren't heterosexual for example like it's like a mixture like of people but i think if you're somebody that identifies as part of the lgbtqia community and not the lgb community which is very exclusionary of trans people queer people asexual people intersex people it's very much um very much focused on what they perceive to be gay lesbian and bisexual people but really it's just very exclusionary of people within the lgbtqia community and it alienates a lot of people But yeah if you can if you can empathize with with that with not being able to talk about things so if you're able to talk about more things uh, to do with gender identity in public then as an individual you are then making other people confident to talk about other things to do with gender identity as well so I think it's really important that we we acknowledge that it's not something that is just coming out in the last five ten years. years the, the people that are coming out as trans were always trans and maybe we're always going to come out at some point the fact that children are able to feel more comf- confident and more educated on their gender identity from a younger age is a good thing we shouldn't be punishing children for being confident in who they are from a young age because actually you're cutting out a lot of you're cutting out a lot of mental health a lot of depression a lot of anxiety out of people's lives when you can conquer And narrow down. What maybe is causing some of that mental health. As in like the dysphoria. As in like. As in like. the Not dysphoria. I'm not saying dysphoria. Is mental health. I'm saying that. The mental health that comes. With not being able to. To live. As your true authentic self. When you're always suppressing something. It can cause you great anxiety and great depression being trans is not a mental health disorder. it's not a mental health issue it's not a mental health um, it's nothing to do with mental health however when you're suppressing your trans identity it can cause you mental health and i think i think for myself personally if I was able to be open and if I was be able to be more educated on, on non-binary as a gender identity or as an umbrella identity within the trans community, I would feel probably a lot less weight on my shoulders growing up. I probably would have cut out a lot of toxicity. Um, which comes with trying to live up to masculine behaviours um, especially when it doesn't come completely naturally, natural to you um, I wouldn't have had so much self-hate um, towards myself which I still sometimes experience today not going to lie the internalized feelings that come with being trans and not feeling accepted in society and not being like you it's an option or you're able to talk about things or if there's any resources out there or help i think i definitely would have if it was like something that was talked about most if it was something that was educated in schools um which it definitely should be and I think as far as I'm aware they they do talk about gender identity I think since 2017 or 2018 I finished school in 2007 like secondary school at 16 in 2007 because you used to be able to leave secondary school at 16 I think it's 18 now you have to you have to stay on to 18 to do college compulsory now I think but yeah so through and I was I went to school during um the start of my secondary school and the end of my primary school was still um under section 28 which was obviously anti-lgbtq plus um laws in the uk and maybe we'll talk about that another time so there there was barely there was barely a mention of sexuality from what i can remember and there was no mention of gender It was very much reproductive reproductive systems sperm ovary eggs wear a condom but it was still very heterosexual focused and i think for the non-hetero kids in the class you know they really they still missed out on a lot of education there because even though at one point section 28 was lifted i think 2003 So for the last few years of secondary school, especially as I was getting a bit older in my teenage years, and these things were coming, becoming even more important um, and more relevant, I should say, um, as you get older, as you become an older teenager. Even though the education was, um, even though Section Twenty Eight had been lifted or abolished, the education was still very minimal to the point where i can't remember it i might be wrong but i can't really remember much to do with non-heterosexual sex education i think it'd be cool to actually have a a sex educator on the show at one point um so i'm gonna um i'm gonna look out for a sex educator and ask them on the show at some point i think it might be quite beneficial um if they're a queer sex educator or a trans sex educator however they identify or someone just under the LGBTQIA umbrella I think that would be quite helpful for a lot of people because I feel like a lot of people have missed out on that unless you went to school in the last few years and I I can't guarantee how good the sex education is now it still may be quite lackluster depending on the teacher um, depending on how much enthusiasm and detail is put into non-heterosis sex education. But anyway, I'm I'm going off a bit on a tangent but I just wanted to I think I just wanted to say that if if I had more representation it and if I felt more confident to talk about my, my inner feelings because I had these I've had these inner feelings since um I was very young but I always felt they were wrong. Inverted commas like they're not wrong. I always felt there was something wrong with me and I felt like look let's just ignore that because that ain't right that's not how you're meant to do things that's not how you're meant to feel it's it's not it's not right I always like slightly wondered what it'd be like to have a different body Um, I thought about it sometimes and then I, I switched and I'm like actually I'm I'm okay with my own body actually I wonder if that's part of my non-binary identity, to be fair. But... I still get those thoughts every now and then now, like... some Like... Even though my gender identity, I think, is separate to my body, I think there is a lot of crossover with it. Like, obviously, like... With association with... The gender has to sex in society's eyes, you know, there is a bit of crossover. Like, I wouldn't mind having an AFAB body. Like... I'd be perfectly cool with that it doesn't make me uncomfortable at all like i'm I may even be happy with it um I'm okay within my a my body it's it's okay I think sometimes sometimes I feel sometimes I feel a bit funny in it and sometimes I think it does make me feel dysphoric but I think I may feel I think I'm I personally as a non-binary person may feel the same sometimes if I was born in an AFAB body as well so I don't know I don't I don't know what I would want to do in my body I still I still think about different things I I. I know what sort of AFAB person I would be and I think I would still be very similar to what I am as an AMAB just with a different body so it's a bit of a weird one, but I think if I could, if I could get somewhere a bit closer to the middle of um, the two sexes, like maybe that would have been an option to, like, I don't know, like be able to soften some of the male characteristics um, with me and, like, I don't know, like. I'm not... I wouldn't say, like, I was born... I think I was quite fortunate with my male characteristics. Because I don't feel like I've ever been viewed as overly... And I'm going to use this inverted commas. Overly manly. Whatever that means. I've never been viewed as overly mask. I'm fairly i mean my legs are very hairy and i don't actually mind hairy legs like hairy legs are cool that does not have for me like every every or any gender can have shaved or hairy legs like yeah hairy legs hairy legs can be hot like shaved legs can be hot like it's both like both are cool like so that's that's not an issue to me but i think for me personally i i don't have much like in the way of chest hair i don't have any back hair my arms aren't my arms don't have particularly thick hair on them so by society's backward standards i i can appear like i have a fairly feminine torso in regards to i'm fairly hairless i don't have like a snail trail really i have a couple of hairs there but barely anything never grew obviously i have armpit hair i say obviously some people don't obviously but i have armpit hair but like like all all people grow... Well, I shouldn't say all people... Because there are some people that don't grow body hair. A lot of people... It doesn't matter what their gender is. A lot of people grow body hair... Including armpit hair, leg hair... Uh, pubic hair. So... Maybe I could have softened... Some of the things. But I am kind of... I feel like I'm I am fortunate that I'm halfway there. But I feel like if I'd gone through... A puberty where... I may have ended up with more male more like heavily stereotypically societal standards male uh, characteristics after puberty then I may feel like I may have wanted access to something to pause that to then be able to then be able to just actually Decide what is right for me and give myself time not so I have to think on the spot like it gives people time and I think this is why it's so important no one is trying to damage children no one is trying to manipulate children into being trans trans children are just being given a chance this isn't for every child this isn't ever going to be every child there are plenty of children that are perfectly happy with the with the body and with the puberty that they go through, there are so many children that are happy with it. There's so many children that are comfortable with being AMAB and growing into a man. There's plenty of children that are comfortable being afab and growing into a woman like but then but there there is a lot of people that have a lot of discomfort about this, and sometimes sometimes medical transition is necessary for some people and it can be life-saving sometimes social transitions enough and sometimes people are trans and they're not worried about what the stereotype of a woman is or a man is or a non-binary person is they're not worried about that and they're okay with going through that puberty but they want to express themselves in a different way but sometimes Puberty can be very, very, very dysphoric for people. And dysphoria dysphoria can be very damaging to people's mental health. And make them very anxious. Make them... It can be to the point where people... You know, they don't want to look at themselves. They lose a lot of confidence. They feel like an alien in their own body. There's these feelings that people have and people talk about. And they're not fake feelings. And if anyone's ever if anyone's ever had depression or if anyone's ever had anxiety or if anyone's ever had any sort of feelings where they don't feel right in their body like and it's not a gender thing if it's like a different a different thing like if it's not to do with gender you you may be able to relate to how painful it can be when you experience these things like low self-esteem like i have i've had very low self-esteem and i wonder now if it's Something to do with my gender identity. I mean even. And the suppression of it. And the feeling that I can't talk about it. And that I have to perform. As at least this bare minimum. Of being a man. Or a boy through my life. Even though. Like I'm not going to lie. I like some aspects. Of masculinity. I like a lot of aspects of femininity. I like a lot of acts. Um aspects of everything else in between or beyond like i like a lot of aspects of everything i don't feel in one place i think that's why i'm not my gender identity doesn't fall within what society dictates the binary of man and woman should be it doesn't fit into being a woman although i think i could if i've lived as if i've lived as a man as a non-binary person if i've lived as a man i think i could live as a woman but i still don't want to be a woman nothing wrong with wanting to be a woman or being a woman or transitioning to a woman whether you're cis or trans there's nothing wrong with being a woman but i personally feel like that's not quite me I feel definite aspects of it. But I still feel some aspects of masculinity as well. I just don't feel. I just don't feel like a man. I don't know how to, to explain it. But if you go into gender gender therapy. And you are able to, to actually get gender affirming therapy. If you are able to then. Once you have been on puberty blockers. If you are able then to access. Once you're once you're old enough and you're ready to, if you're able to access then the hormone treatment that you need, the hormone therapy to make you feel better and make you be able to start your life and live your life, what is really wrong with that? What is really wrong with it? Puberty blockers have been around since the 70s, I'm sure they've been around since the 70s and they used to be used for people that started puberty really early to kind of just help them hold that off because you know some people don't have control over when they start puberty so some people started puberty very 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 early and had to go through those changes as a young a young child instead of closer to their teenage years or a teenager so people people um, have been using puberty blockers for those individuals to hold off their puberty till they're ready to go through their puberty. And if we start thinking about trans healthcare in the same way as we do about cis healthcare and these standard healthcare um, ways of helping people and helping people with their body and giving people body autonomy and I think it's important we give I think it's important we guide our children as best as I'm a parent I think it's important we guide our children like as best as we can through life however that child that body is their body and it's only ever going to be their body it was never your body you may have helped to make that person you may have brought that person up you may have um been like a really important part of that person's life and that's biologically or just through parenting like or being a guardian or being a foster parent or you know through through any type of parenting or responsibility you had for that child you haven't you have you do have like a role in their life to help guide them but you do not have control of them and i think it's important to be open to your children and open to what they say i think it's important that you inform your children and you talk with your children and you communicate with your children and i think it's important that you're open and you're open to what your children say it doesn't mean agree with everything your children do and it doesn't mean like your children run the house and they decide everything for themselves no matter what it just means to be open with your children and discuss things and talk things through but don't not don't scaremonger your children don't put off your children it's what a lot of parents used to do back in the day and i think some of the stuff even like no offense to my parents some of the stuff my parents say and they're quite like laid back with most things like even some of the stuff they say i think i think back and i'm just like "Eh, you probably could have said that a lot different but that comes with time and societal shifts but you probably could have said that a lot different and i think there's there's often a pressure on parents to fit into this cis society and for their children to fit into this cishet society i should say because there's still people out there that worry about their children's sexuality and whether they're if they're not going to be straight or not like and it's 2021 there's still people out there and i knew people when i went to school and this is only like i only finished school like uh, 13 14 years ago whose parents who said that their parents told them that if they ever came out that they would be like chucked out or disowned like if they ever came out as anything other than than het do you know what i mean so we're still dealing with that with certain parents and gender identity is a big thing and i think we've got to remember that trans people are not always going to be born into families that are always loving and accepting there are some trans people that are born into families or in families that are not as receptive and not as open and in some respects and in some people's cases can be quite bigoted and hateful and toxic and abusive so we have to remember that if a child is in that situation that we have to be able to children have to be able to have some autonomy over themselves because if they've always got gatekeepers and if the gatekeepers are courts if the gatekeepers even medical professionals we know that medical professionals can be gatekeepers with all sorts of things or if the gatekeepers are parents they're parents do you know what i mean we it's not fair on that child that child then has to go through so much so let's be able to give our children a little bit more a little bit more understanding a little bit more autonomy over themselves They are not possessions. They are living, breathing human beings. They have their own mind. Their mind is always developing, and obviously there's naivety, and there is things that you have to talk through, but talk through in an open way. If a child wants to explore their gender identity, talk with them about gender identity. If you don't know much about gender identity, learn about gender identity, from trans people. Don't learn about gender identity from bigots. Don't learn about gender identity from right-wing YouTubers or right-wing organizations posing as charities. Don't learn from people that have their own agenda. Everyone always talks about... There's like a trans agenda. And that... The trans agenda... Is that trans people can live... Authentically... As themselves. And be accepted... As... A human being like everyone else in society. While they're living as the authentic self. That is the trans agenda. The trans agenda is not there... To erase... Men... Or women... Cis men or women. Like... I d for me personally I don't care. I don't care if there's cis men and cis women like and some cis men and women are cool like some are definitely not. Some need a bit more education but overall their heart's in the right place. I don't have a problem with cis people. I have a problem with a certain group of cis people that want to to deny people their rights because they have their own ideologies and they're very close-minded with their ideologies and can be quite manipulative and often hold positions of power within society which can then have broader effects on the trans community because it filters through to society and a lot of the time society will make up their mind about something from what they read in the media, what they see in representation, how trans people are represented, represented, sorry, represented, represented, you know, whether they're represented in a positive light or a negative light, or in a, sometimes we're we're not even, either it's sometimes even just like a joke, like it's just like, uh trans people, uh <laughs> yeah, whatever. It it all has a factor of how society how society feels towards a certain community and we see it with different communities and it takes work it takes work so our agenda just like other activists and other communities and all the intersections that come being trans because you know there's there's plenty of people in the trans community that have that have like intersections with other oppressions or other marginalized communities there's there's plenty of trans people that being transgender is not their only fight you know if you are if you are a black transgender woman <laughs> you're not only having to deal with being a trans woman which can be very hard in society you're also having to deal with being a trans black woman when Racism still exists and racism is still prevalent and discrimination and you're dealing with so many, so many layers there. And then you've got people in our community that may have either visible or invisible disabilities that face discrimination and marginalization and sometimes erasure and then you've got people that are you know of certain certain faiths like i know there's a lot of people who are muslim that that face so much discrimination i think obviously it's just been the um the 9 11 20th anniversary and obviously it's important to remember that so many people lost their lives but we also have to remember that after 9-11 the discrimination and the Islamic hate towards a community is just like an after effect ripple of something that wasn't that community's fault you know and so there's people in the community that are having to deal with the intersections of islamic hate and to deal with maybe like maybe there's some uh like with all religions maybe there's some there's some pressure from uh, stricter members of the community of the religious community who who may not be as accepting there is there's that in christianity there's that in all religions do you know what I mean there is there's a lot of open people um, that are religious as well so it's not to it's not to paint everyone with the same brush but there's intersectionality there and then you've got obviously class which comes into it as well like there's people and poverty so people there's people living in poverty and they're not only having to deal with gender dysphoria or discrimination because they're trans whether that's non-binary or binary trans they're having to deal with putting food on their table they may have families as well they may be parents having to deal with um you know feeding their children keeping a roof over their family's head you know they may be they may be care you know there may be people that are carers out there and they don't only have to think about themselves they have to think about another person and they're a full-time carer you know there's there's people with all different you know aspects to their life and we're not a monolith like but just because there's other intersections it doesn't make our intersection any less valid it just means that we need to fight together for not only trans rights but for rights for everyone and liberation for everyone and we need to stick up for people from all different marginalized communities and we all need to come together because the people that are trying to push us down are the same people trying to push down other communities as well and there is some people from from other communities that still trying to push us down And i think that sometimes happens when people gain like a certain amount of something in in life in society right they gain that that they kind of lift they've they've managed to lift themselves out and gain more acceptance in society so sometimes you do get people that you know you think would understand what it's like to be marginalised, discriminated against or um, feel unsafe or feel like you have less rights than other people or have less rights than other people um, or face some form of like segregation in society however serious or mild that may be depending on what you experience and where you are in the world um you think they would understand but you know some people when they get to a certain place in their life they feel the need to obviously side with society and try and try and integrate into society and I think it's sometimes it's a like a self-defense mechanism as well because they don't want to experience what they experienced before. They they've they've stopped that. They don't want to go back to that. And I I get it to a degree, but it it does it does suck when you've got people that you think would understand and they don't understand and they even they don't not only don't care. And it's not that it's not only that they don't care. It's that sometimes those individuals then. Will go and form organisations to then beat on trans people, and I think um, there's definitely organisations in this country, and I I know the names of them. I don't really want to like give them like any more of a shout. I think I might have given them a shout out earlier. Um, I don't want to give them any more of a shout, and I say shout out in a very um, sarky way, but I don't want to give them I don't want to give them a platform on here because what they say is just it's just very damaging and hateful and it's very targeting the trans community and you would think that they would be understanding but sometimes when you get to a certain place you get to your place and you don't want anyone else to join you there and it must be a self-defense mechanism that's all I can think about so there's a lot of those people who are who have had to fight for their rights who have gained a certain amount They're they're probably not all the way there But they've gained a certain amount, and they have a certain amount of of um, they have a certain place in society now, which is above where they were before in society's eyes. And it's it's often it's often um, cis white people, and because obviously like intersections and marginalization it's all it's not all the same and there is different levels and there's different privileges that can help you help you feel above an issue that can help you feel like you can just integrate or blend into society or be or it's rep you're more heavily represented and like represented i can't i don't know why i can't say repres, represented today i don't know what's happening in my mind today Be yeah that, It's it's a real shame that some of those groups are the ones pushing against trans people and pushing against trans youth and pushing against children are literally attacking a child's right. Some people I think genuinely think they're protecting children, but you really you really got to look at trans children, not just any child It's trans children and trans children will sometimes need that medical intervention and if they need that medical intervention you have to be open to that it's not your life if they don't that's cool or if they decide to do it later in life and go through more medical procedures then they would have had to because they decided not or they um they didn't go on puberty blockers whether they decided or didn't whether they had the option to and in fact when you look at the waiting times in the uk like some of the waiting times are like I've heard of like three years and two years, four years like to even get your first appointment like it changes obviously and I think COVID obviously changes different things to even get your first appointment so there's some people that may reach that realization or get the confidence to speak and ask for help, they reach it like when they're like, you know, 14, 15 or whatever and they go on the waiting list and then by the time they get their gender appointment it's too late to go on puberty blockers anyway. So that's something that needs that needs fixing as well and that needs funding and to be taken seriously. So the NHS, like as great as the NHS are in some respects, like with the limited resources they have from this really poor government that we have at the moment, I think really they need to... The government need to give the NHS more funding, full stop. The government need to specify that the NHS give more access to healthcare for trans people, all trans people, including non-binary people. And they also have to demedicalise being trans in the respect of you don't need to pass this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, to identify as trans. You don't have to live as a, as the opposite, inverted commas, the opposite gender. I'm non-binary, so it's not the opposite gender, but what medical pro- professionals view as the opposite gender from what their textbooks say or whatever. Um, you don't have to live with that for two years, and you don't have to prove this, or you don't have to express yourself heavily masculine or heavily feminine when you go into your appointments, and all these things I've heard about. Like we need more funding for trans people and we need more access to these life-saving treatments and to these treatments which are gonna stop people from feeling like there's no help and feeling like there's no help so I can't say nothing. There's nothing I can do about it so I can't say nothing. And that's exactly how I used to feel as a child, as a teenager. There's nothing realistic that anyone can do to help me so I need to keep this to myself and just make the best out of what I've got and just suppress it and just try and live the best life I can. And that's what I did. That's what I did. did. But it never went away. It never went away. It always used to pop up. It popped up all the time. And if you can hear an airplane, that's because I do record this podcast in my flat and there's a really noisy airplane. I think there was like an alarm going off earlier as well. So great audio quality. But. Yeah, these are the feelings that that I used to have, and if if I thought there was a an option, I may have been able to explore that with a, like somebody like a medical professional that's trained in gender, that's trained in g- transition and gender identity, and that wouldn't dismiss and would affirm, and would talk through different options, because it's not transition is not just one thing. Transition is not just Hormones, transition is not just top surgery. Transition is not just uh, social trans. It can be different for each person. Transition isn't the same for every non-binary person. Transition isn't the same for every binary trans person. It's different for everyone. So if you had the option to speak to a medical professional, just like you would with any other thing in your life that you were worried about or struggling with, if you had the opportunity to speak to a medical professional about it, wouldn't you have loved that option? But anyway, it's good that it's been overturned. Let's hope that there's no more pushback with that and it stays that way. Children need access to healthcare. Trans children need access to healthcare. Children get healthcare with loads of different things. And I know different things are different and there's different effects, side effects. There's different... um, things that happen when you when you you go on medication or you use certain things or like medical techniques to do certain things like i know but at the end of the day like i went on like medication as a teenager and it had side effects and i'm still like with those side effects in some in some ways but it wasn't anything to do with gender but I was allowed to do it because we talked it through with a medical professional and they done blood tests and checked that my health was okay and then I got to go on that treatment and although like the side effects weren't great and and that overall it solved the issue that I was having so I won't go into what it was but it solved the issue that I was having and it did what it said on the tin and it did result in a boost of confidence for me. So I don't like some of the side effects and I guess there may be better treatments out there for it, but it did boost it did boost my self esteem because my self esteem and my mental health was very poor. So when you think of it in that respect, people are able to do that. But so why should it be different with gender identity? Why shouldn't you be able to help somebody with that's experiencing gender identity and sorry is experiencing um gender dysphoria and questioning their gender identity you should be able to help them too so it's so good that like that people aren't gonna have to go to court as far as i've read anyway um and let's not go down this avenue again i feel like there's going to be pushback I feel like the pushback's gonna be there because these groups are determined. But if you're listening to this and you are on the fence about it, think about the children's health. Think about the children and don't think about how you perceive things. Try and understand how your child perceives things. Try and understand how your child feels. Try and put yourself in their shoes. Learn about trans people, learn about trans youth. Learn about gender dysphoria, learn, learn, learn. Learn about the mental health statistics for trans people. Learn about the difference that trans affirming medical intervention can have for some trans people. Learn about it. There's so much attention being put on detransition as opposed to transition because it fits a narrative and it's not to deny anyone that has detransitioned and the the validity of of their experience it's not but there are so many people that are trans that need this life-saving help improve the systems in different ways which doesn't block trans people if you're worried about people that make the wrong decisions improve the systems in different ways through education and through better training for medical professionals don't change the system to block people that need it. I think that's a good place to end. Anyway, I hope that you got something out of this episode. Uh, Like I say, I'm not an expert on... I'm not an expert on pubic blockers. I'm not an expert on Belvis Tavistock. But that's just my perspective from the knowledge that I know and my own experiences. And I I really hope it helps someone out there. And if you're you're, um, a trans... A trans uh, child who is looking to go on puberty blockers like do your research don't be put off and seek out people that can support you and give you the proper advice and try not to internalize too much of the negativity that has been and false information has been spread about this and just know that you're loved and cared for and you're valid. I just wanted to give a little shout out to all of our bisexual listeners as well because I know it's been Bisexual Awareness Week and I just wanted to say that you are valid whether you are non-binary or trans. Your bisexuality is valid and I know a lot of people try to put bisexuality in a box of it's just for men and women like as in like Oh, you're bisexual if you're attracted to men and women, that makes you bisexual. Bisexuality is for all genders, it can be attracted to all genders, or it can be attracted to one sorry, it can be attracted to two or more genders, or it can be attracted to three genders, four genders, five. It, Like, as long as it's more than one gender, you can be bisexual. So, don't let anyone try and erase your bisexuality because you don't fit into a neat little box. That people have made bisexuality into in the past. Bisexuality is different. Like, if you're attracted to non-binary people, men and women, you are bisexual. If you're attracted to non-binary people and men, you are bisexual. If you're attracted to men and women, you are bisexual. If you're attracted to non-binary people and women, you are bisexual. Or any of the any of the multiple combinations and um, uh, identities under the non-binary identity whether you are cis or trans you can be bisexual there's like you can be bisexual so for all of our bisexual friends followers on instagram and listeners of the podcast just let you know that you are valid you are loved you are appreciated and we see you we see you because bisexual erasure is real but we see you Um, and as a non-binary person like we kind of know that about erasure like So, like, non-binary people, non-binary bisexual people, bisexual people, we see you, like, you're cool, we love you, your sexuality is more than valid, it's just as valid as anyone else's sexuality, and fuck everyone else that says it isn't. (laughs) everyone thank you for listening to the latest episode of the day's podcast with me zizi um i know there was a lot of uh, unwanted asmr in there with a bit of lip smacking um i don't know what was going on but the flat's really dry at the moment i recorded my flat and i just kept slapping my lips in this episode and i think i've done it in other episodes you learn when you talk for a period, like extended period of time with like barely any breaks that your mouth can get quite dry. And if your flat is quite dry as well, it does leave you with a bit of a dry mouth. And sometimes you end up slapping your lips a little bit. I don't know why. But yeah, apologies for the unwanted ASMR. If you enjoyed it, uh, good for you, I suppose, if that's your thing. No shame in that. If you didn't, I'm really sorry. And I will try and hydrate more as people keep telling me to hydrate. So... I will try and hydrate more before the podcast. But yeah, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram anyway, so I get I get a bit carried away and this um, outro is a bit a bit different to the other ones but mix it up a little bit. But if yeah if you'd like to follow us on Instagram it's at podcast. That's at Daisy's podcast. I'll put the link in the description below. Also, I'm going to start a community and I will put a link to that community below as well. So if you're interested in joining our community, click on the link. I'll put it near the Instagram link. I haven't quite decided what platform I'm going to use, but if you're interested, you can join us on that platform below. I'm thinking about it today, so I will put that in the podcast, which will appear in the future and then you will know about it so if you follow us on instagram you'll you'll probably see what platform we're going to use so we can start building up a, a little trans community as well so if you're interested it'd be really cool to get you on there to join uh, the community on there in a separate space away from instagram where it's all um, like a closed network of uh, trans people queer people lgbtqia plus people like it's open to it's open to allies within the lgbtqia a plus community or people that are maybe like good good people good allies and that they want to learn but it's predominantly a space for trans queer non-binary people gender non-conforming people um and a general lgbtqia plus space but with obviously a focus on trans and non-binary and queer uh, people obviously but yeah if you if you're interested in that join in uh, you can also leave us a nice rating on apple Podcasts if you've got an account so yeah we're, we're on apple podcast now and i i, th- I keep saying that you should have um, left us a review in previous podcasts so if you're an early listener that wasn't available to start with but now it's definitely it's definitely been available since the last episode and you can also find the link for that in our instagram link tree um, so you just click on that and then say listen on apple and um, if you've got an account you can actually leave us a rating and review and it really 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 really, really, really 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 helps the podcast so if you are if you're listening to the podcast now and you can do that you have an apple account you have an apple product that you listen to us on it'd be so cool if you could leave us a, like a nice five-star review i know it's early days but a nice five-star review would be really cool and helpful for us and something like a nice little message if you dm me on instagram as well this is in the early days like obviously if it gets too much in the future then obviously i'll i might not have to, have the capacity to do it but in the early days anyway if you message once you've sent a review i'll send you a personal thank you as well to know that we appreciate that but yeah anyway take care of yourself everyone as people keep telling me keep hydrated so your lips don't smack together and your mouth don't get dry and take care of yourself and if you are if you are a trans youth trans child that's obviously affected by what we're talking about in this episode like i hope that you don't have to like worry about this i hope you don't have to worry about this again and you can get the help that you need wherever you are in the world like i know this we're just speaking from a uk perspective wherever you are in the world i hope you can get the help and support you need And i know not everyone is able to do that for various reasons but here in the uk i hope now that we've we've kind of reached to this point like you can get the help and support you need because you are valid and you have autonomy over your body and like although i think a lot of adults think they're doing the best thing for children there's a there's a lot of people that are doing it to purposely like damage the trans movement as well but just know that All of that aside, whether it's genuine concern or actual anti-trans sentiment, you are still valid, you are still loved and you are trans if you are trans and nobody can gatekeep or tell you otherwise. And I hope you get all the support that you need, whatever that may be. Take care, everyone. Speak to you next time.